Welcome to Savvy Business, Life Unscripted with your host, Christina Rivera, where our guests share their wisdom and valuable business tips, empowering our audience to expand their personal potential. Hello, Bruce and Vernay. Welcome to Savvy Broadcasting Life Unscripted. I'm so grateful to have you here today. Thank you both of you. How are you? We're doing wonderful. Thank you for having us. We're doing excellent. Thank you. You betcha. I'm excited to have you here today. You both wrote a book together. It's a, a father and daughter a duel who wrote this book together, The Treasure Tree. Right behind you, everyone can see the beautiful cover. Um, and this is such an important book. It's a, it's a parable, just like what Jesus and often did in the Bible, is take stories to put great, forth a greater message. You guys put together a wonderful message in your new book, The Treasure Tree, uh, which is great. Because right now, a lot of people are going with the COVID stuff, a lot of fear, and, and they're going inside and to panic and listening to the TV. But there's a wonderful greater story and lesson in your book. But before we go to those lessons and that wonderful story, share with the audience a little bit about both of your background. Bruce, how about you go first? Okay, I uh, um, I was a chaplain for 28 years in the United States Air Force, and I came out of a family of 11 brothers and sisters. Uh, I have two wonderful daughters, uh, Renee and Brisa, my wife Valerie. I am also an associate pastor at Shreveport Community Church, and I'm the educational director of Eagle Creek Recovery Center. Uh, actually, Eagle Creek Recovery Center is a center for getting guys, men, we deal with men basically, out of addiction back into life. Awesome. Awesome. That's great. Yeah. So what, uh, what prompted you to join the service, Perchette? Well, actually, I joined the service. <laughs> My dad was in the Navy, but I wanted to do something in the way of missions. So God kind of like led me to the military. Yeah. And so as a senior in high school, I got that call and I went through college and seminary with that focus wow. of bringing uh, the message, you know, the gospel mm -hmm. to the military. So, so God used the government, uh, you know, to get me around the world to do that. So, <laughs> which I'm grateful. Yeah, it's awesome. Well, um, and also, so Verne, what, what, what's your background? Share a little bit with our audience about your background. Well, um, I have to say that for me, I mean, there's, do I start from as a child or do I start okay. when, <laughs> as a PK? Um, well, I'll, I'll start going to college. So I um, got a um, BS in marketing and I went on, I got my master's and I've actually been um, working for an Air Force base for a while as the commercial sponsorship director. And also I dabbled into some acting and uh, modeling and, um, of course, writing books, and um, so I've just been <laughs> all over the place, and I work with my husband. He's a, um, a music musician. He's an artist and a, a writer, and so we've been, um, work I've been working with him on quite a few projects and um, dabbling into um, doing a little bit of directing, too, and writing some scripts and stuff, so I've been <laughs> a full scope of things. Did you bring your dad into the writing world, or, or were you already writing? Well, actually, the funny thing is, it, it really stems from when I was, like, a small child. My dad always um, read books. He read the Bible to us. He would make up stories. And so, I mean, it was always so much fun. And then um, as I got older, um, 
I just started reading and I loved it. And it got to a point where I, I was um, reading other stories or watching shows. And I was like, man, I kind of, I really wish the ending was different. You know, I wish it was another way. And so I just said, well, I'll just write my own stories, you know, and, yeah. for, and it was a hobby. It really was just a hobby. Yeah. And um, from there, um, dad, he's always been writing anyway. And he just asked me to collaborate with him on the, the treasure tree book. And that just yeah. kind of, I mean, it just kind of worked out that way. That's great to hear, you know, they were able to hear words like that, write such a wonderful story. Now, what, why the uh, parable type thing? Because that's what I love about, you know, Jesus' stories is that he can tell a very deep message, but with a story, which is, I think, one of the best ways to learn. Absolutely. Uh, parables have been because you touch people where they are. Because the Lord talked to fishermen, he used fish stories. When he talked to farmers, he used farm st farmers stories. Yeah. And of course, uh, when he dealt with the religious world, he just brought that in with himself. So that's what we do. We found that edifying, building up, and encouraging people is what yeah. we wanted yeah. to do. And that's what the Treasure Tree book series does. It, it pulled people into being more than what they can be and, yeah. and sets, their, sets their eyes on a goal that they can reach. Mm. So that's what we want to do. It's just impact the lives of people. You know, I, I love that message there because honestly, God has so much more in store for us than we even imagine for ourselves. Uh, I was working for many years in a very negative environment and stood there thinking I had no choice to move out. I need the money. I got to pay the rent. And then, you know, one day I was going to work and I was praying and I said, God, I can't leave because, you know, I'll be a quitter. And, and I felt God tell me, I always have your back, no matter what choice you make, you know, <laughs> good, bad, or ugly, I'm, yeah. I've got your back. And, you know, at that moment, I felt like I had, you know, God back up and I went in there and, and, and quit, gave my three, three weeks notice I gave them. Um, but it was the best thing I ever did. It was launch me to eventually starting this show and, and moving on to wonderful and greater things that I couldn't have imagined for myself. But it wasn't until I let go of what I thought the vision had to be and let God take over that it just exploded. Yeah. That's awesome. So is that what you, is that, what is the message you got from, or the greatest message you felt that you'd like people to take away from your parable and from your book? Okay. <laughs> well, um, for me, I would say that hope, love, um, self-sacrifice, you know, um, those are a lot of traits that we have in the book and a lot of people can actually relate to that. So those are a few things that I think. Absolutely. Yeah. And the character, you know, Matt, he, he just needed to get his family together. That was a great famine in the land. A lot of difficulties. That fear, you know, like the COVID thing, that fear was grabbing people and Matt decided to go out after he had talked with his parents and go out and said, you know what? We need to do something. So in order to do away with the famine, he went looking, searching for a way to solve that problem. Mm -hmm. And in doing so, a whole world opened up for him. Yeah. Often yeah. when you are helping other people, trying to do things for others, things open up for you. That's a, that's a law of reciprocity. It's a law of the measure you give is the measure that you get back. And if people would put others before themselves and concentrate on helping other people, actually the fear that they have in their own heart would di will dissipate. 
because you're busy, you're busy helping other people. You're busy concentrating on that rather than on your own problem. It's kind of like going visiting the hospital. You go to, to a hospital to visit someone and you leave filled with joy because they cheer you up. You think yeah, you're going yeah. to cheer them up and then they cheer you up. So yeah. it's the same with our books that we want to cheer people, give them hope, uh, put in there the whole realm of the fruit of the spirit, that love, joy, mm -hmm. peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, it all, it's all in there. And these characters in the treasure tree books, they go through a gamut of those things. Yeah, they do. And you know what's you know what amazing, what I took away from it amazingly, is that there was this um, kind of, um, what do you call it? separateness of we've got the city dwellers and then we've got the growers and it reminded me of you know in the united states we've got these people who think like this and these people who think like that and we think we're so we're so different they're bad they're bad and they're both looking at each other as very different when you realize that if you come together you're all people and they all want the same things and then yeah. looking at the separateness the differentness Let's look at what we have in common. So when I when I saw that, I saw some of the similarities of what we're going through here in this country and in the world of looking for the differentness in each other and then fighting that instead of realizing we're not different, we're all God's children. Well, and that's absolutely true. See, and most people don't understand our struggles usually deal with deal with sex, deals with greed, and deals with power. Mm. Those kind of things drive everyone. That can be good or bad. You know, it could be a good side of that and a bad side of that. It's all according to where your thinking process is. And so what our book does is help a person to sort out what's good and what's not good. The consequences of your doing one or the other is going to impact not just your life, but it's going to impact everybody else around you too. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I'm curious from both of your perspective, why do you think the illusion of power over another is so grand? Because I, I see that, you know, with certain characters in the book, but also in real life that, you know, certain people that might be in authority think, oh, I have to look over my minions, have power over them. Why is that such a elusive um, power? Because I, I think it's an illusion. I don't think that's real, but people like so feed into that. What is your perspective? They try hard. People try hard to get that because everybody's talking about it. See, uh, if you can't think, critically think and process for yourself, you're subject to allow other people to influence you. And it's like follow the leader. Remember that little game we all used yeah, to play, yeah. following the leader? You know, and the Lord says, don't, don't follow the Pharisees because the blind leads the blind and they're all falling into the hole. So it would be best if you look at everything that's going on and not just accept things where they are, but investigate a little bit, yeah. you know? <laughs> just don't take it because people say it's true. Well, is it really true? Uh, this COVID thing we're going through, the Facebook thing, everything, people will actually put up stuff on Facebook that they haven't even investigated it. You think it might be right, but it might not be right. So. Um, what we do with our characters, we make them think and process. They have to look closely at what they're doing yeah. in order to make the right kind of decision because the decision <laughs> that they make is going to be either, sometimes it can be fatal, but sometimes it can be awesome. Yeah. 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 
Jackson. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. You know, I think that people looking at the characters, either either character or any character, as they're purely bad, purely evil, or purely good, instead of realizing that we all have the capacity to do things that are not so good and yeah. and whatever, but to see where are you today and you can be better tomorrow. You don't have to be where you are today. And that's staying in a certain mindset, as you were saying, looking beyond just what you're seeing in front of you, maybe asking God to open your eyes and see greater than what you're being shown. Because sometimes I was just saying this to my husband the other day, there's a place I get my coffee at. They're amazing. But <laughs> they shut down for a couple of weeks because of the COVID thing. They didn't feel safe. So I had to walk nine blocks out to another coffee shop. <laughs> and it, I know it sounds funny, right? But coffee, here's the thing. My husband said, the coffee is so much better, I said, but I never realized how much better it was because I never walked further out of my comfort zone to go check. So it's yeah. something very insignificant, but you realize, hey, I would have never known this existed had I just moved a little bit outside of comfort zone to look a little further. And the same with bigger things in our life. I definitely agree with that. Vernay, <laughs> what would you see as the greatest gift or lesson you'd like people to take away from the treasure tree? Oh man, there's so many. Um, I think love, love, because um, there's a multitude of things when it comes to love because you self-sacrifice. Uh, Matt Loman, he had to, I don't want to tell the whole story, but there was a part in there where he had to sacrifice, give up something to help another particular character and I, someone that reads the book, and if they don't get anything out of the book, that particular thing I would want them to get, because they can use that in their own lives. Yeah. You know, self-sacrifice is, to me, it's paramount, and that love factor, when someone doesn't treat you right, which we all know sometimes we get upset, but ultimately we want to love on that person, because hurting people hurt people. And if we can think about that in our own lives, then we can, we can definitely put that love out there more. And so that's what I would love for uh, our fans and people that are interested in reading the book. Um, yeah. yeah. Diligence also, working hard, you know, for uh -huh. your goal. Working hard toward your goal is gonna eventually get you there. It may not come out the way you even want it, but it's going to prosper you in some kind of way. You're going to learn for, from that. Yeah. You know, I like that you mentioned that working hard. Because in the beginning, when I was reading the book, it started out like, well, who do these growers think they are? They're trying to hold that back of the food and la, la, la. I'm thinking to myself, dude, they're working the land and kicking their butt to make that food. It didn't just happen by magic, you know? <laughs> That's right. And I live in New York City here in Brooklyn, and I go to the grocery store to get my food, and you could totally forget <laughs> the effort that goes into growing your food, to making your coffee, whatever it is that makes whatever you live to make your oh, yeah. life necessary. You forget the hard work that other people had to do to make it happen. That's true. That's yeah. that's so true. Yeah. yeah. You work hard. <laughs> I do. We all work hard, yeah. Yeah. But it's to realize, I think someone said recently on the show, you know, there's a thing about working smart, working smart. He said, no, it almost sounds like, you you know, just work smart, but don't work hard. He's like, no, you need to work hard, work smart and work hard. But there's nothing wrong with working hard. Sometimes you hear this kind of thing, of, well, don't work hard, you know, find a way to not work so hard. And, and you know what? Sometimes to do great things, you need to do great effort. And there's nothing wrong with that. 
Now, if you don't go through the process of working hard, you'll never appreciate what you get. Right. Mm -hmm. And today, unfortunately, people expect things from others. They expect things to be given to them on a silver platter and uh, they're ready to retire before they even reach age 25. <laughs> you know? And it doesn't work that way. You have to get out and do something. And you know what? When you go out and do something, there's such a sense of gratitude and such a sense of accomplishment when you can look at what you've done. You go and you plant something and it grows. You say, oh my God, that thing really grew. Look at it. Yeah. Or yeah. you paint on a canvas, you paint a picture, and at the end of it, you see and say, ah, oh, I never knew that was in me. Yeah. You know, yeah. or sewing a garment, or, or whatever you do. Do it with all your heart. The word says that when you do something, do it with all your heart, because that's when it's going to really mean something to you and to others. And if other people don't appreciate it, it's okay. Because in actuality, and I always tell my daughter, it says, you know, we are... Um, serving and performing before an audience of one, mm -hmm. and that's God. Yeah. And as yeah. long as he's satisfied with it, <laughs> you're right. fine. That's right. So, yeah. And you know, when you think about it, you want to retire to do what? Sit on a bench for the next 40 years? <laughs> I mean, I'd lose my mind. Uh, I, I think the kind of real reason a lot of people think I want to retire, I want to retire, is because they're living a life that they were not meant to live. Maybe they're doing something that is not their skills or talents. Or, I feel God gave everyone a, a set of skills and talents that best suit them. And I think when you're able to pull those out and use those in the world, I think then you, ex you expand, you explore, you get excited. But when you go out and you just do something, I'm just going to do this job. I, you know, I had no skills or talent for it, but I'm going to just push it because it gets me some money on the table. I think that's why a lot of people end up feeling unfulfilled. You yeah. sure, that's so true. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I think a lot of that's fear too. They don't, the to fear try. of the unknown, they're, you know, to try, yeah. um, yeah. fear of failure. And, you know, I would just encourage them just to go out there and try. It won't yeah. hurt. You don't want to be 80 years old and then regret. Oh no, I wish I did this. I wish I did that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and here's the, the cool part. A lot of the people who've come on the show, Savvy, had at one point been in a job or something they didn't like, or maybe they were married in an unhappy marriage, but whatever it is, at one point in their life, they decided, you know, I have this skill or talent, I'm going to make a business or whatever it is. And they grew that bit by bit, sometimes while working a job. And so, you know, it doesn't have to be yeah. an all or nothing thing. I think sometimes people think, well, then I won't be able to live and, and eat and whatever if I do my dream or if I at least explore my gifts and talents. In, in that fashion, and that doesn't have to be the case. There, it doesn't have to be an all or nothing type of thing. Well, you know, a lot of, a lot, especially actors and people in that entertainment world, you yeah. know, you work <laughs> in a restaurant while you're trying to get in, you know, <laughs> or you do this or that and yeah. until you make, until you make it. Mm -hmm. So the same is true with anything else, but I like what you said, that people do things often that they don't like and it depresses them. Yeah. You have to do something that really grabs your heart and that you really feel good about because then you would do your very best at it. And why do something that's going to cause you difficulty when you can do something that is a delight? Mm -hmm. You know what? The neat thing about God is that when you fulfill your purpose, I don't care if it's tiddlywinks. If that's what you're called to do and you do it well, yeah. it's going to yeah. prosper you in some kind of way. If somebody can go out on the beach and get a rock, paint a face on it 
you know, and then sell it as a pet rock. Remember? <laughs> Anything possible? Yes, yes. Really. Yeah, and what's interesting, what's interesting here is that, um, you know, you, you could go out there and, and you might not be able to sell something today that is, you know, promotionable, but being happy where you are. There's a guy I met who is actually parking cars. And he said, my mom always told me, if you're going to do something, be the best you can be at it and it'll expand the rest of your life. So he said, if I have to go out there and shovel, uh, shovel, S-I-S-H-I-T, be the best darn you know what. <laughs> and you know what he said? I took that kind of effort into everything I do and I just, ex I, ex I expand. I do really awesome at it. But it's that, that attitude that no matter what I'm going to do, either if I'm going to be a checkout person in the store or I'm going to shovel you know what, I'm going to be the best I can be at it. And it kind of just expands the whole rest of your world. Yeah, the, the characters uh, are at two opposite poles. Um, Matt and the guy by the name of Jackson are at two opposite posts. One wants to really work hard, and the other one just kind of like he slacks by. You know, oh, so I can just close. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I I don't want people to leave without getting this wonderful story because it'll really expand their horizons into seeing what's going on right now, maybe in a different light and in an expanded light that really could be a wonderful opportunity for everyone, for us as humanity, for us to grow in ourselves, in our relationship with God, how can they get a copy of your wonderful book? Well, they can actually go onto our website, thetreasuretreebook.com, and they can, if they want to know more information about the authors, us, and they want to purchase the book, they actually can go on there, and they can follow us on all social media platforms as well. Awesome, guys. I really, really appreciate you coming out to share your wisdom today. And everyone, please go get a copy today of The Treasure Tree on their website, on Amazon. Is it in local bookstores as well? Not yet, but eventually. Yet. We're working yes. on that. Yes, we're working on that. <laughs> well, thank you, guys. I thank you so much for coming today and blessing us with your wisdom on Savvy Broadcast. Thank, thank you. Thank, thank you. you so much for having us. You betcha. If you like this episode, please share. To hear more savvy episodes and savvy biz tips, go to lifeunscriptedradio.com. To become a guest or participate in paid sponsorship, email us at christinalifeunscriptedradio.com.